Welcome to the Joshi Weekly, the show for the spiciest part of the fandom and My Hero Academia shippers everywhere. I'm your host, Ash, and I'm here with Angie. Hi. And Dethna. Hi, guys. This podcast is meant to give the shipping corner of the My Hero Academia fandom a voice, and today we're going to tell you who we are. We are a group of My Hero Academia fans who have been here for a few years now. We want to talk about the show, give insight on fandom events that go on, and to discuss typical fandom activities such as fan fiction or fan art. The podcast has an MHA fandom focus, but we'll be talking about other anime, manga, and BL in general. You're welcome to listen to us. Please feel free to reach out as well. Uh, What we'd really like to do is invite other creators and fans that would like to share their point of view on these subjects. Uh, We're kind of up to talking about anything. And now I'm going to introduce my lovely friends here. So our first question is our age. So I'm, I'm 30. So I'm just like, I'm about to turn 31. And then hey. um, <laughs> Happy birthday soon. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty soon. Um, Angie, how old are you? Or the age group you're Ooh, in? I'm old. I'm old. I'm really old. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, I'm currently thirty-six and I'm turning thirty-seven later this year. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Why not thirty-eight though? <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> and I'll shut up. This will be the last <laughs> okay, time that we will mention age, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and Dana, what age gaps? <laughs> Unless it's age yeah. gaps, yes, yeah. we will be talking about those for sure. Um, Dana, yeah. how old are you? Or your um, age group? Over twenty-five. Wonderful. So we are seasoned pros here, so we know what we're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, we want to know where we're from. So I'm from the United States. Angie, where are you from? <laughs> well, you can hear from my accent that I'm not from the United States. I'm from <laughs> Switzerland. It is a beautiful accent, no matter no. what she says. <laughs> so I'm yes. sorry if and I <laughs> mispronounce some stuff. Please correct me if I do. I'll try my best. <laughs> It's wonderful. Anyway, um, Detna, where are you from? I'm from around Europe. It's a really small country, so I'm not going to specify. But yeah, I, I think you can probably hear my accent as well. Also a beautiful accent. You're so kind. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. And then um, the next question is our fandom origin. Um, my origin would probably start with Sailor Moon and then pretty heavily into Yu-Gi-Oh! Angie, what is your fandom origin? Well, I kind of grew up with anime. So there was a lot of anime in German TV when I grew up. All sorts of uh, world masterpiece theater. But Mm. the one that I got really hooked on was Sailor Moon as well, of course. Of course. The Rose of Versailles or known as Lady Oscar. I grew up with those two shows. You're so classy. So cultured. That's like deep shoujo roots. Really? Yes. <laughs> Especially Lady Oscar. All right. And then Detna, what, what is your origin? How did how did you get to where you are? <laughs> I'm a fandom baby. My first fandom is My Hero Academia. Oh. I, yeah. What a I great did dabble way to start. in like um, My Chemical Romance fandom fan fiction when I was a teen, but that's it. Like I'm completely new to this whole thing. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that your first experience is this show. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, it is. It's a good way to start. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Okay, and next is our hobbies. I am a writer and a artist. I also 
play video games, I guess, and all other manner of nerdy things. Angie, what are your hobbies? Well, nerdy things kind of nails it. I do play <laughs> Magic the Gathering a lot with my friends. Uh, I read. I like to read. And I did write fan fiction, but it's not my main pastime to write. Be good at it. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. Please update. <laughs> anyway, Detna, what are your hobbies? Obviously, anime. I write fan fiction a lot. Also, I'm learning Japanese and I volunteer for the local anime organization. Wonderful. That's that's a beautiful way to spend your time. All right. And then we have a few other interview questions here. Um, we're all going to be answering them. Yeah, for, uh, for you to get to know us a bit better and kind of our general yes. vibe. Basically, pretty much everything about us that has to do with fandom. So it starts with how long mm-hmm. we've been in MHA. I would say I started at the turn of 2018. Well, no, it was 2017. I think I've been here for not even 100% sure. <laughs> Angie, how long have you been in well, MHA? I had a long pause of anime and I came back to it in 2017 with Yuri on Ice. I watched Yuri on Ice in early spring 2017 And later I binged through season one and two of My Hero Academia. But I still can pinpoint the exact moment when I started shipping in that show. And it was when Kachan was kidnapped and Deku was trying to save him at the training arc. <laughs> and the moment he was like, Kachan, Kachan. And, and I was like, oh shit. And then Kachan was like, Deku, don't come. <laughs> And like, oh shit! You Good knew night. it, it happened. The shipping goggles appeared, and now, well, oh my gosh. rest is history. For me, I shipped, I shipped Kachan like the moment I saw him. But anyway, <laughs> Detna, how long have you? How long have you been in MHA? Wow, I think also like late 2017 when I first watched the show. I dropped it so fast. I was like, "What is this shitty nerdy hero?" And he's rambling about heroism. I'm not here for it. And I dropped it one episode before the USJ arc. Oh my gosh. And then people kept... Yeah, that's the worst part. Because people still kept talking about it. And then I watched the arc and I was hooked so yes. bad. That's good. Mm-hmm. So that was around like, yeah, late 2017. We all, all kind of got into it at like the same time. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, our previous fandoms. Oh, gosh, I have so many. I couldn't even begin to list them all. But my, I would say my biggest ones would be Sailor Moon, Yu-Gi-Oh! And then a lot of other anime after that. Tsubasa Chronicle was huge for me. And then I got into Supernatural really hard. Harry Potter was a huge one. And then MHA is my biggest one after that. I go really hard very fast into fandom sometimes and I was dropped into MHA and I think I'm here for a long time now. Death now. Mm-hmm. Death now, what are your pre... Oh, because you said that your your first one was yeah. MHA. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> such a baby. Yeah. All right. Well mm-hmm. then, Angie. Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice, for sure. <laughs> Because back in the day when, when I was a fan of something, you know, internet or social media wasn't that big of a thing. 
There were forums, but it was so broad. It was general anime and not really the anime. So the first fandom where I really tried to connect with people on Twitter or social media and read fan fiction of and gush about fan art, it was Eurionize. I think my first one for that would be MHA. I never interacted with any fans in other fandoms. Yeah. So what was the Urion Ice fandom like for you? Yeah, was it was it not as toxic as the MHA one? <laughs> like, what did you experience there? I don't like to call MHA toxic. I like to call it like too big. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. too big for sure. Yeah. Well, Urion Ice isn't small. I mean, that show aired almost four years ago and it was a one core anime, 12 episodes. And I still see fresh fan art on my timeline even today. That's so wonderful. It's, it's still ongoing yeah. and we're all excited about the movie that should happen. Oh, I really want it. Me like, too. God, I, we've been yeah. waiting for so long. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on then. What other kinds of anime do we watch? For me, I watch seasonal anime sometimes. I don't watch as much as like Angie does by any means, but I, I, do, <laughs> I do try to keep up sometimes, but I usually fall behind and I don't get caught up. So I would say one of my biggest ones is all of the shonen ones that come out. I usually try to look look at every now and Dr. then. Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone. I got really into um, Demon Slayer and I was really into Attack on Titan for and I still yeah. am really into Attack on Titan, but there's a lot of other ones that I, I I fall into. There's too many to list. So but Haikyuu was huge. And then for some reason, we got into the baseball anime. What was that one? The Ace of the Diamond. Gosh. Yeah. Diana Ace. Oh, my God. <laughs> I binged, Ace, I binged yes. like 150 <laughs> episodes in a month, I think. Yeah, oh God. God, no, I watched so much. And then I turned into an actual real-life baseball yeah. fan. Like, <laughs> how dare really? that anime make me like sports? <laughs> like, I don't understand. You suddenly understood right? what they were talking about. <laughs> I did! I literally watched something in a restaurant, and I saw the pitching box, and I knew what was happening. Like, oh, that's a, that's a ball, and they're like, that's foul. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. No, I don't want to be a sports fan. Shut up. <laughs> that's so insane. It's insane. No. All right, Angie, what other anime do you watch? <laughs> you watch so I, many, I watch, I watch a lot of season, <laughs> seasonal anime, and I think How then, much are you watching this season? Well, anime pretty much got the corona treatment, so... This season, <laughs> I'm on, I think, five, not seven, seven shows. All right. Is it seven? Gosh, Damn. I can't keep up with more than like two or three. Let me count. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, it's seven and a half. <laughs> What's, what the fuck is a half? The half one is Titan's Pride. And we're going to talk about mm. this oh, one. Yeah. But not oh, yeah. today. Oh, yeah. Not Gosh. today. Not today. That's, a, mm -hmm. that's its own entire show yeah, but in my, but <laughs> if, if the season is really cool i ended up watching like 15 shows per season Fuck. 15 wow. shows i think was my record for now <laughs> <laughs> what season was that oh i don't even remember it was somewhere in 2018 because that year was mm -hmm. insane but i i don't even remember and that's the downside of watching so many anime <laughs> You yeah. tend to forget what you watched. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. 
We have time for maybe a couple more questions and then we'll wrap it up. Angie, you did say that you started um, your ship in MHA with the the episode where Bakugo was kidnapped. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to direct this question then to Dethna. Mm-hmm. What was the first time you started to ship in MHA? Wow, I really don't have a good answer for that because my shipping is very directed by the um, fan art and fanfics I read. Mm. So I just start reading them and like shipping. I think my <laughs> first ship was Kachako, but I didn't have a point in the show that was like, whoa, I shipped them. But I just started wearing my shipping glasses and everybody, everybody's <laughs> on it. Gosh, yeah. Well, and I, I definitely, I definitely shipped. I I just saw Bakugo and I knew he was going to ruin my life and <laughs> I wanted him to ruin Deku's life too. Do you have like a type? Like, how did you know? <laughs> how did I know? Well, Bakugo is definitely kind of my... No, no, Deku's my type. I would say he's the type that I always see. And then like, I like conflicting personalities. I love relationships that are difficult. So I definitely saw their relationship and I went, yep, that's the one. That's, that's the <laughs> one that's going to take over my life. So... <laughs> That was how I knew. <laughs> um, all right. And then the next question would be, Angie, what was the first time you messaged a creator you were fangirling over? You? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shy person. I Before, I didn't comment a lot on art and fix because I wasn't confident enough in my English as well. And I think when I joined your Discord, it was the first time that I actually started to really interact with people. And uh, so the first creator that I really came in contact with was you. So <laughs> I'm so I'm flattered. That's wonderful. I'm glad I could have. I'm glad I was the kind of gateway to you yeah, interacting yeah. with your creators. It That's made me good. confident to just compliment everybody that's mm. on my timeline that I like that's good that's good I'm glad mm-hmm. that's good that you do that for me my first experience messaging a creator I didn't even I didn't have any of these reservations I just went for it I'm just like your your fic is awesome please write more you know I've always always commented but I don't think I've ever actually like directly talked to the creator I liked until MHA it was Zai actually in their mm. The Devil Ship Zeku fake. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. And I just DM'd her on Twitter. I didn't even think about it. I didn't know Twitter etiquette where you just don't DM people. I just did it. <laughs> and she That's was bold. messaging me That's back. That's bold. I know. Yeah. Like she was just messaging me back and we talked about it and we were talking for a while. And it like I didn't even think anything of it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, this is cool. I get to talk to the creator that wrote one of my favorite fics. And I didn't even th- I didn't even realize that this wasn't something that people did on Twitter. I didn't know because I was really, really new to Twitter. But yeah, so that's that's what I did. And then I just mm-hmm. keep I keep doing this. I never stopped even yeah. after I learned. So that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I, that's how I got to talking to Lala Z is I just DM'd her. I was just like, we're friends now. And she's like, OK. <laughs> so. I know that that's really annoying, though, so I'd, <laughs> I don't recommend it, but I guess like, there's a lot of creators that 
do like it, you know, but okay, people don't for, realize that they do. Okay, not a lot of people do this. So as someone who did it, like, did you get rejected or not answered? Like, what was the field I'm, of DMing creators like? <laughs> I've never been... I've never been negatively received, so I didn't realize it was bad when I did. So maybe it's not bad, you know? Maybe it's not bad. It's not bad. I don't think it is, but I think there are some creators that publicly say, like, why did this person just DM me? Like, that's so weird. So I think a lot of people mm -hmm. think that it's so weird, and but it's really just like, I think some creators are more vocal about not liking it. You know, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. think I don't think mm -hmm. that a lot of them are going to mind as long as you're not like harassing them on a regular basis all the time. You know, mm -hmm. so like obviously if you're going <laughs> to yeah. DM someone, be like, hey, I really like your stuff. Thank you for writing this, you know, and you'll probably say, oh, thanks for letting me know that you liked it. That's really cool. But like if you're messaging them all the time, maybe you'll be, maybe you might be muted or blocked. I don't know. You know, yeah. so <laughs> it is what it is. But mm -hmm. <laughs> so ha handle your power with care. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember when I when I messaged Curry to ask her if I could use her artwork as an inspiration for a fic that I wrote. Mm -hmm. I think it took me half an hour to compose that message. <laughs> oh, Angie! Angie. <laughs> oh, no. I was so nervous. <laughs> How can you go into people's DMs like that? <laughs> it's like the hugest compliment ever when people DM me and tell oh me that God. they love my work and want to do something with it. I don't, I don't know. I just, I as a creator myself, it's a huge compliment. So I don't know. I, I'm not saying that it's bad not to like it when people DM you. But I feel like it, at the very least, you should be grateful that someone got the courage up to like, tell you something like that so directly yeah i think it i think it can come off as kind of like mean if if you just go to them and be like why would you dm me this, yeah. pers this person really likes your stuff you know so <laughs> i don't know anyway mm -hmm. <laughs> i think a few more questions yeah 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 let's just roll with them let's roll with them okay what is the first nsw thing that you've created angie fan fiction yeah yeah which yeah. one? Like, what was it like? <laughs> <laughs> well, the first not safe for work was actually the one I was messaging Curry about. Oh. Because I only wrote three pieces, so I only have three fix. And it's the second one that I ever wrote. Was it and the future Katja one? Yes. Ah, I love so, that thing. So yeah, it's Kachan goes back in time and then there's two Kachan and one Deku and well they fuck. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of dicks involved so yes. it's wonderful that's the first time i ever created something not safe for work and <laughs> it was it was an experience it was a great fig and it's wonderful thank you great no it's wonderful <laughs> Deathna, what was the first nsfw thing you created I think it was like an Angie Shoto spanking fic and oh my God. Like, it was like <laughs> dub it was pretty hardcore to start with but you know sometimes you get obsessed with a kink and you just have to let it out yeah and spanking spanking so good y'all <laughs> I totally get that I like, had to do wonderful. it that's perfect how about you for me gosh okay it starts as as young as middle school so <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, I was really deep into the Yu-Gi-Oh fandom, okay? And I was by myself for quite a long time. And then in middle school, I met this girl named Abby, and she was really into Yu-Gi-Oh as well. And I don't know how it went from liking Yu-Gi-Oh to making them fuck, but we had a notebook that we would <laughs> write. We would write this money, like sex scenes of Yu-Gi-Oh characters in and then we would just trade the notebook back and forth with each other and, and like keep, oh that's like pen pals it was a pen it was like a pen pal kind of thing and we were just writing fanfic I didn't even know the word fan fiction at the time it was literally just I was just writing wow. smut like I was just writing this porn and like like you you didn't know that smut existed and you manifested oh. the concept of like <laughs> writing characters fucking out of your own mind yes that's really amazing <laughs> I actually did and we would trade it and then we'd read what each other wrote and we would just be like crying on the floor laughing at the disgusting <laughs> overly descriptive writings about mm-hmm. like cum and cum inflation and literally just Come everywhere. Like, that was that was all we wrote. We just wrote about come and like there was no such thing as a refractory period. And I don't know. We did no. not know how guys worked at all. So. <laughs> it was the most unrealistic, disgusting sex ever. But that's all we wrote in these notebooks was that. It's kind of so, yeah. amazing, though. Yeah. I was so weird at 13 years old. <laughs> Yeah, but when you when you discovered that there's the concept of fan fiction, didn't you go like, oh, so that's a thing that people do? Yes, I'm yes. not weird. Listen, okay, <laughs> bef- preceding this, I actually, okay, this is a little story, I'm sorry, but I was really deep into Yu-Gi-Oh! And I, I didn't have a computer, so I would go to the library and look up stuff about Egypt and Yu-Gi-Oh! And there was nothing sexual about this at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but then I clicked on a link, and this link had a comic of Yugi and Bakura, and they were in suits, and then suddenly they started fucking on the coffee table, and I'm like, oh my <laughs> god, they're all right gay. Right in front of my salad. And, and I thought this was, I thought this was canon, okay? I didn't know what canon was, but I, really? I thought this was oh. the real manga, like, oh, It all makes sense now. They're getting... I was freaking out. I was freaking out in the library. (laughs) And And you really went like, it makes sense that they're fucking... It makes sense that they're fucking, of course. And then, like, I was crying and laughing and my face was beat red even though I'm black. And I couldn't even (laughs) think about... I was just... I was dying. People thought I was having a heart attack. And then, like, that's when it all started, the whole gay thing. It's. I was like, okay, yes... They're all gay. And then I then I later I found out that it was Dojinshi like many years later. A couple <laughs> years later. And <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was kind of how it started. And that's when the Yu-Gi-Oh notebooks happened. And <laughs> I don't know. Amazing. Wow. Yes. <laughs> cool. Anyway. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Enough of that. Gosh, all right, Deathna. What was the first time you unlocked like a new kink via fan art and fanfic? I'm sure you have some good stories for me. Wow, like almost all of them. <laughs> so many, I think. But I remember the most recent one, and Ashley, you might want to not hear it, but it's Speed oh, King. Oh, God. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I was reading Kiribaku. Kirishima was like a poor guy at like um, boarding school and Bakugo was rich and he was like, you're going to be my dog. And I was so dead for this dynamic. And then fit stuff happened and now like I'm obsessed with fit in real life. This is very... Oh my god! This is a huge oh my problem. Gosh. That's wonderful. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not, honestly, but... That's, it's a thing it, it's happened it's, it's happened. happened now and you can't take it back right <laughs> <laughs> all right well for me it would be mommy kink i would say mm. um i've seen too much of mha moms doing things to their children or mm-hmm. anything else and like i don't know what happened but it's translated to real life now and i joined an a like a abdl group or something i don't know but i wasn't like this before <laughs> and then anime <laughs> happened and now i'm in some mommy kinks mm-hmm. so and lactation that's also a part of it Ooh. so i don't know yeah, that's so good. lactation Ooh. kink was not anywhere in my radar until like doujinshi and anime happened so mm-hmm. that's that's that for sure <laughs> Um, let's see. Next. Describe the first time that you felt accepted in the fandom. Ethna. Mm, oh, yeah. So Ash did a Q&A for her fic and I was listening to it. And at the time I had no fandom friends or interaction. I was just on Tumblr, on AO3, reading stuff. And I didn't comment anything. I was just super lonely and low-key depressed. And for the first time I Ooh. heard like real people talking about this stuff and joking around and being friends and being friends that are a part of a fandom. And even though it was obviously one-sided, I was a listener, it really made me feel like I'm not alone. You're not. You're not. I kind of hope that we can do the same with this podcast to and for, like, you know, other shippers and other participants. I'm so so glad that I can give you that feeling yeah. that's that's great i'm so happy <laughs> and angie well accepted in the fandom i think every like on twitter from a stupid post that i made or every kudos on ao3 kind of it makes me so happy yeah <laughs> and i just sure. feel like yeah people read my stories i'm part of this fandom mm-hmm. uh, we all like the same stuff we we're all doing the same things and we're all just part of one big group and yes. uh, it's just a, it's amazing to to see small little interactions like just a like or a kudos right. for sure yeah definitely how about you ashley okay well it's i, I would say like you know big writing and stuff that kind of gives you that sense but i think nothing will compare to when i first joined the fandom and we were all retweeting this hashtag for getting the towers lit up for Bakudeku. Oh, in the, the, the Kyoto, Kyoto in town. Kyoto, yes. Oh, and we, yes. I retweeted that shit thousands of times, <laughs> I swear to you. And we we lit up the tower and I just felt this overwhelming sense of oneness when mm-hmm. it happened. And we're all retweeting it. We're all retweeting the image and we were all kind of together and we were such wild. a family. We were such a yes. family at that point. Aww. So it's just like all of the twist, all of the Twitter discourse and stuff. And it's just like, I know under all of it, we're still a Bakadeku family. And, 
you know, it's it was it was so overwhelmingly powerful, you know. So I think that's why I stayed in this fandom because I felt like I really kind of belonged there mm-hmm. after that. But like everything else is just solidified it, like meeting you guys and posting my fix and like my discord of people that are just so friendly and nice. And like, I don't know, it's just it's a really good experience for me. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So what um, other ships in MHA do you ship? Detna. I'm a Bakudeku denier. I'm a <laughs> I try I'm to pretend <laughs> that I'm not uh, mainly a Bakudeku shipper, but I am. But I'm, I really am a multi-shipper. <laughs> I have no, no TPs. I'm just like, if it turns me on, <laughs> I ship it. <laughs> I know this about you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Um, Angie. Well, of course, I ship Bakudeku. That's how we met each other, all yes. three of us. <laughs> yes. But the more I dove into fandom and everything, I started to ship Kiribaku too. And as the show progresses, there's more coming. It never stops. And <laughs> never stops. The latest addition to one of my favorites is Endeavor and Hawks. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's a good one. one. <laughs> it's hot. Oh my god. Oh Get my it god. hot because yes. of Endeavor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hot wings. Hot wings. <laughs> hot wings. It's good. And yeah, it started with Bakudeku. It continued with Kiribaku. I mean, I even wrote a Kiribaku fanfiction. So I'm a multi-shipper. I ship everything. How about you, Ash? Yeah, I sh- well, I am a definitely what's considered a Deku bowl. I could ship Deku with literally everybody and anything under the sun. Like, r- literally try me. I, I will ship that kid with his own quirk. <laughs> um, the first user of One for All. I, I, I've actually thought of a, of a fic for that. Oh. No, literally, I'll ship Deku with anybody. Like, it, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> that that goes for, like, teachers and, like, anybody. But, um... I started branching, like, I wasn't able to ship Bakugo with anybody but Deku, but I'm starting to be able to ship him with other people. Like, I can ship him with Aizawa, I can ship him with Todoroki now. Um, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But you're slowly unlocking new skills. (laughs) Slowly unlocking new skills. My biggest obsession right now is Shigaraki and Deku, and I don't know if I can come back from it, like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but Baku Deku is in my heart. That's my biggest, the biggest part of my heart. But like right now I'm, oh, E-Deku is very oh, nice too. Yes, yes. But anyway, yeah, no, Deku with anybody. Mm-hmm. Last question would be, when is a time where fan art or fanfic has changed something in your life? Uh, Deathna. For me, I would say that's uh, fan fiction. I love angst. I read angst a lot and... It somehow helped me understand trauma better because I'm kind of like, I I live a pretty chill, protected life. I don't get exposed to a lot of hardships. And now I'm really a more sensitive person. That's good. And I'm really glad for it. Indeed. Yeah, it's the same for me. I mean, so many people are working through their hardships in life through fan fiction they put this in their stories and you learn so much about other people's hardships in life how they deal with it 
and see some really different perspectives of life that you maybe never thought about or never uh, encountered yourself. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. I would say for me that my entire sexuality is a completely different thing than it was like three ago so wow yeah so I'm, it, I'm still discovering myself but I would have identified as straight before and now I realize like oh maybe I'm actually pansexual and like like a demi pansexual because I can for some reason find women attractive in fan fiction in the right context and, and, the right and then It opened up my mind to TV shows where I see women like Wonder Woman is the, literally the hottest woman in the entire world. And I'm in love with her. <laughs> But like, I would have never. Gal Gadot, <laughs> if you hear this. I would have never <laughs> said this before anime, though, because like I've never been able to just look at women and not feel judged. Like, I don't know. I guess I I must have felt like I would I was kind of scared to even consider women before mm -hmm. in anime and manga like I it kind of opened up my mind to it you know so it's just like now I'm like oh maybe I can find women attractive as long as I, I love them enough or something you know but it's just like I'm different now like I wouldn't consider myself straight now which is something completely different from before mm -hmm. so that's yeah, a pretty big thing to change in my life yeah And that's how life goes. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. So that's all we have for today. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you've enjoyed it. To stay updated, follow us on Twitter at Fujoshi Weekly or Instagram. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.